Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. We're back. It feels like we were just here. It kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> that might be because we were. We had yeah. a pop-up this afternoon because one resting toad face, Chad Daybell, was back in court. Yes. Well, yes, he, he was. Wasn't. His attorney was. His attorney was, who feels in quite nicely for resting Toadface because they both have that same jowly thing going on. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Pryor got so mad that his face pretty much matched his crimson tie. <gasps> yes, it did. That, that was dude, pretty great. That dude has no poker face at all. None. None at all. No. Mm -mm. So, yeah, we'll talk about it just a little bit. There's not a lot to say. You guys can go back and watch it. It was it was actually, you know, like a lot of these, uh, you know, cases are, or a lot of these court hearings are with these guys kind of, uh, this was a little better than normal, but want to say hi to Cranky, Jacqueline, Donna, Moonbeam, Kathy. Love to see everybody here. Hey yeah. Here. We've got all kinds of ground to cover, but first, how are we you? We do. I'm good. I am really good. Uh, took the car in for an oil change today, getting ready for our road trip this weekend. I am excited about that. Enjoying the cooler weather. Yes. Uh, I have H. pylori again, which sucks. But yes. other than that, I'm all right, you know. Yeah. Just trying to get my guts to heal up. That's yeah. Always... Dumb. Fingers hey, crossed, okay. guys. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Shelby. Oh. Well, yes, we also are getting ready for this weekend's road trip. Yeah. And the weirdest thing happened to my car. A few weeks ago, we were in a little teeny town in Idaho called Lava Hot Springs. Swimming, mm -hmm. obviously, maybe. <laughs> and when we got out to leave, the passenger window, the front window, was cracked. Weird, like cracked down the center, like maybe somebody tried to forced their way into the car or maybe punched it or God, I don't even know what does that to a window. Right? Scott was dumbfounded. Yeah. But those windows are pretty heavily tinted. And so it looked like the laminate kind of held it together. So this whole process has taken forever. We ordered a new window. It came in, we took it to the tinting place because I guess you tint the window before you put it in. So mm -hmm. we had that done. It took them way longer than they said it would to tint one window Finally got it back. Now I'm hoping Scott's going to get it installed before we go. Cause now we've taken two long trips to Montana with that window like that. And if it like decides to finish breaking, <laughs> you're in deep trouble. You I better hold on to your chihuahuas. A hell of a miserable ride. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I have no idea how that happened. So weird. Hey, yeah, Paula weird. and PG. Yeah. So weird. But anyway, hopefully, uh, Hopefully we finish it or, or, you know, it just hangs in there for one more long ride or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I had that, this vision of it this weekend going, what if that broke while we are, you know, eight Trying hours from home? Yeah. <laughs> and you just have to put cardboard over the window and <laughs> grin and bear it for eight hours home. Oh no. Yeah. That mm. sounds really, really bad. Mm. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. But mm -hmm. <laughs> crazy anyway so we've got all kinds of stuff going on there is so much in the news right now I don't know if you guys have like 
whiplash or overload or any of the, all of that, but I do. Mm -hmm. wow. There is so much going on right now. Yeah. So let's start and with the Daybell case. Mm -hmm. Not a lot to say, except for that no. they did today in court, the prosecutor, while well, the state was asking, this is actually kind of funny, uh, what they wanted, they said that since the case is joined and Lori's case is on a stay, they feel like legally maybe Chad's case should be on a stay as well. And if Chad's case is on a stay, then his attorney should not be allowed to be filing anything. Mm -hmm. Prior went 50 shades of red. He surely did. He got clutched those pearls. Mm, he got quite upset. Mm -hmm. uh, he also, oh my goodness, did he not uh, kiss the judge's ass? Like I, the way he talks to oh, the judge is so gross. You are so astute to have picked this up. You know, he always uh -huh. says stuff like that to the astute. judge. And I'm like, oh. Somebody said astute was the word of the day, and it really was. It really was, yeah. But, was uh, you know, ugh, it's so much. You, you're, you're doing everything right, judge. And I agree with you in every way. And, judge, you are just, you know, it's just insane. Just the most, most amazing judge in the universe. And, <laughs> yeah. it's like, come on. Totally. Ugh. And the judge actually did side with Pryor. He said, let's keep things as they are. So here's the thing. The state does not want to sever the joinder, but they also don't want Pryor to get to keep moving forward with his case until Lori's defense can do the same. But, you know, Pryor didn't like that, blah, blah, blah. The judge really doesn't want to sever the joinder either, though we know Pryor has actually filed a motion to do just that, that the judge hasn't heard yet. But for reasons of uh, financial purposes, time, logistics, and legal reasons, like if they these cases get severed and you have completely separate uh, trials, you'll have the same information presented with essentially the same arguments, unless they start rolling over on each other, which could happen, with two different juries. And you could have a very different outcome that would send the other party right back into court. Like, it would be a mess. And that's what the judge yeah. said. You do not want two different outcomes. We want them to have the same ruling, you know, the same mm -hmm. uh, conviction, the same everything, because that would be a nightmare. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It was an interesting little power play on the part of the prosecutor's office today, yeah. uh, which kind of didn't work and kind of did because they didn't they kept them on two different um, case numbers so that Chad's attorney can keep filing things and moving forward. Yeah. But when it comes to the trial, they get one. Yeah. And the judge was pretty clear about that's what he wants. And mm -hmm. so I know that Pryor's going to try to show that there's some kind of prejudice toward his client for that. But mm -hmm. I, I'm not so sure that he's going to go for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, we know that they, the uh, hospital asked last week for permission to uh, forcibly medicate Lori and they asked to receive some medical records of hers that they hadn't seen yet. And that's about it on that front. Now, mm -hmm. something kind of ironic. So in court today, uh, prosecutor Wood was there. Prosecutor, uh, Smith was there and uh, Prosecutor Blake. Thank you, Prosecutor Blake. She did all the talking and man, is she impressive. 
She's so, great. She is so good. But Wood, well, also for to represent Lori, though he didn't really have any, you know, dog in this fight, he was there, was uh, Archibald, her new attorney, right? Mm -hmm. And then the news came later today that there was another hearing today, not in the Daybell case. I talked a little bit on Monday about the fact that there was a shooting like a mile from my house on Monday morning. And some people that live in a trailer park, um, some, uh, some older people, someone broke into their house and stabbed the woman in the face and neck and shoulder several times and shot the man in the head. They have both lived. She's much better. He's still in critical condition, but it sounds like he's going to be, we hope, okay. Really shook us up. I keep telling you guys, Rexburg's not a dangerous place, and then stupid shit happens. So it really isn't usually. But... I'm pretty sure everywhere is a dangerous place at this point. Yeah. Anyway, so yesterday they announced that they had arrested a kid, like an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. And we were uh, pretty shocked about it. I ran a background check on him. He'd uh, Since he turned 18, at least he'd only had one other ticket, and it was for smoking underage. But what the hell? We also learned that there was a meth bust in that trailer court a couple of weeks ago. And that place has a, a history of being kind of methy. So that wasn't a big surprise. But today, that kid was charged and officially uh, with attempted murder and assault and a few other things and ended up in court. And guess who the prosecutor is? Rob Wood. Guess who his public defender is? Jim Archibald. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Those two had two standoffs today. Not really. Uh, they did in this one, though. Mm. Yeah. Apparently... Well, also. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Are you still on that case? Yeah. Oh, go Apparently, ahead. Apparently, this kid, uh, as soon as they interrogated him, he admitted to the whole thing. Yeah. And the prosecutor said he is an extremely dangerous person. They asked for a very high bail and got a million dollar bail. Which uh, is crazy high. Which for this thanks area. Lori Vallow for setting that precedent in right? Madison County. No kidding. But talking to uh, friends, you guys are so awesome to uh, help us when you see a case come forward and you have info. So thank you so much to my contact on that one. Uh, but it turns out this kid was a mess in school. He was a terrible bully. He got in trouble a lot mm. and had parents that were super enablers. And it looks like things are really... Uh, Really bad in this uh, situation, but Dear. at any rate, so in jail, he sits. Yeah. Yeah. That's all mm. I have on that. But wow. Yikes. That is yikes. Yeah. I did want to go back to what Shelby said, though, that uh, in the hearing, in the Daybell hearing, uh, oh, yes, John Pryor <laughs> called Chad's wife, Lori Daybell, Miss Vallow. <laughs> two times Miss Boy, he did and then the yep. judge and then the judge copied him because the judge can never freaking remember what he's supposed to call her um mm -hmm. but boy are they trying to distance themselves from her mm -hmm. yeah that was very interesting that he would uh say that right hilarious so normal yeah. i'm sure mark means of old would be filing a brief about that mm -hmm. <laughs> oh shelby said someone broke into her house four weeks ago she said, we think they thought I was at work and was trying to get my medications. My God, Shelby, I'm oh, glad you're okay. So scary. 
Yes. That's the scary thing. This crap can happen anywhere. It is. Well, and in this case in Rexburg, the gun that was used on that guy was his own. He had a gun uh, and apparently pulled it out to try and to defend himself. And this kid got a hold of it and shot him in the head with it. Yeah. That is yikes. So scary. Oh, she's home for six months for a knee replacement. Uh -huh. Oh, she said her Aussie got a little DNA. Good kid. Good dog. Good, good dog. Well, we're glad you're okay, Shelby. That's really scary. Dang it. Yes, it is. Does it feel a little like the world is insane right now? A little bit. A little, a little bit, bit, yeah. Well, yesterday, you guys have heard us report on the Dior Kuntz case, probably. Uh, we did that last year. That was a missing... Uh, little boy from Idaho. He went missing in, uh, oh gosh, it's been about five years ago, but mm -hmm. we drove out to the Drummond area where he went missing from. Ledor. 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 Oh, thank you. Last year. And he, anyway, yesterday there was a bow hunter hunting right up in that same area where Dior went missing. And guess what he stumbled on? Human remains, not Dior. No. Another bow hunter that went missing 53 years ago. No. And he found him. Isn't that crazy? That nobody would have found that body this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Very much. I That one is so wild to me. It's also crazy because that area has been combed. Well, supposedly. Boy, right? And it supposedly. makes you wonder. Was it really searched that well? Right. Mm. Definitely makes you wonder. Yeah. All right. Well, should we talk a little bit about the Gabby Petito case? Well, probably. <laughs> okay. You guys worn out? <laughs> that case, oh I know. Gosh. It is exhausting. So as we know, Gabby's remains were found on Sunday in Teton, Grand Teton National Park. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, insight info on that one. You know, we, we tap our feelers where we can. Mm-hmm. We know that she was found about a mile from where the van was seen. The van was seen in some video by other campers who went through their videos and realized that they had a video of her van, her van. and sent it to the authorities. They started searching that area. They ended up calling out the, uh, the cadaver dogs and the cadaver dogs found her really quick after they got them on the job. I, uh, she was about a mile from the van. Um, <clears throat> It looked like maybe he had tried to dig a hole, but that ground is rock. It's yeah. just, <clears throat> I can't imagine anybody without some good equipment could even come no. digging a hole. So there was, looked like maybe a, a minor attempt at digging a hole uh, that was uh, given up on, and she was mostly just covered up with rocks and brush. And as we know, was there for about two weeks before they found her. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they, uh, you know, were able to find her and pull her out of there. And she <coughs> was 100% identified yesterday via autopsy. Mm -hmm. um, her dad was there and identified her. And so they, she was already positively identified, but medically identified or forensically identified yesterday. Right. They haven't released the cause of death yet, but we're hearing that they will be able to determine cause of death there was worry about that because they did already deem it a homicide though they, they know enough that it's a homicide yeah and there is um we're understanding that there was enough uh 
there is enough evidence to determine cause of death. So that's mm -hmm. really important news because um, there is predation in that area. And yeah, so awful. But they did find her. So honestly, thank God for that, because mm -hmm. the day they found her, it started to snow. Yeah. And snowed later in the day and deep into the night. And it maybe has melted now. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the snow. time of year where it just mm -hmm. snows and melts and snows and melts. But a little bit higher in Yellowstone, it put down several inches. Well, probably three inches. And that was one of our biggest worries is that even this time of year in those higher elevations, the weather gets really unstable. You can mm -hmm. start getting snow. Not only that, there's a lot of. Uh, well, predators getting predators. ready for winter. Yeah. A lot they of predators. Their ready prey for and... Yep. Yep. So then, of course, our focus has to go to Brian Laundry or Dirty Laundry, as a lot of people are calling him now. Mm -hmm. So. Of course, they are still searching the Carlton Reserve. In fact, they were out today uh, scuba diving. Yeah, you know, had divers searching the waters there. They've been out every day. Uh, yeah, there's some interesting things. They did a couple of days ago. The FBI did come in and remove his parents from the house for a couple of hours and conducted a search. They did impound that Mustang Yes, neighbors are now saying that uh, right after Brian got home with the van, that they loaded up in their camper and left for three or four days. So, I mean, Brian. yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It's insane. I'm so, sorry, but if my son came home and told me that, I would take him straight to the police and say, you need to tell them what you know. Yep. This is ridiculous. Yep, absolutely. So then, of course, there is a, let's see, do you think the girl was telling the truth about hitchhiking, giving Brian a ride? It doesn't make sense he was hitchhiking when he had her van. I actually do think she was telling the truth. Uh, that girl is definitely from the area and, mm -hmm. you know, had talked to the authorities. And, and here's why I think it doesn't make sense, Paula. Nothing he did made sense. Mm -mm. He was not thinking. He was a hot mess. He did some stupid things. Clearly still wasn't thinking and hadn't made a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do, actually. I do think that that was true. Yeah. I don't think he's in the reserve, to be perfectly honest. I don't think he's there at all. No, I think his parents bought him some time to get out of the area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is he still in the country? I don't know that he is. I, I think that uh, he's had a lot of time to move. And that's mm -hmm. really scary. Yeah. I do feel like he has some help. That there's someone helping him that they don't, you know. And, and you know, you got to know that the FBI is involved in this. And so they're not going to tell us mm -hmm. anything they know. No. And so maybe they do know, you know, mm -hmm. um, who's helping him. But I do feel like somebody is. I feel like there's somebody who's got access to money and who has the ability to move about without suspicion, assisting yeah. him. Yeah, me too. And then there was some interesting back and forth between the attorneys today. Oh, my goodness. Because apparently, Stephen Bertolini, who is the attorney for, uh, for the laundries, he had on his Yelp page, 
a picture of Gabby as a part of his uh, advertisement for himself as an attorney. And which you know, is so gross. Right. I mean, the Petitos, of course, were extremely offended by that. And their attorney sent out a, late, a letter this morning letting him know that uh, they weren't having that. And they wanted her picture removed immediately. And if it wasn't removed by two o'clock, there was going to be some words. And then he responded that he had not done that and that he would not do that and yada, yada. But the picture came down. And then Yelp responded to the media saying that the person who uploaded that uh, has removed it. So whether it was him or one of his staff, somebody did, but they did take it back down. But yeah, her family's not having it, you know, Mm -mm. they're in hate with these people. And why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I wouldn't be putting up with any of their bullshit right now either. Yeah. I am sure the police are going to keep a real close eye on Brian's family for a good long time to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they know know that they've lied their ass about him. Yeah, some people are really wondering if he could be in Puerto Rico. There's a lot of rumors. Um, There was a sighting in Alabama that people really thought was him. Uh, The FBI did report on it and say, uh, we did check this out. We did locate this person. It is not Brian. Yeah, but there's been a lot of that. That's just it happened with Gabby before she was found um, deceased as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, I will just say. I don't think Brian's dead. I don't have that feeling at all. No. I I don't feel that he will kill himself. I feel he's going to try to run. Or is running, I guess, right now. Yep. Serious justification for his actions. Yep. But, Dusty, I hear you. I know. This one is a really, really tough one. Mm-hmm. Oh, JR said, I feel bad for anyone who looks like him. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, Cranky says, remember, they found Ghislaine Maxwell in New Jersey. They will find him. They will. Mm-hmm. The FBI will find him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about it. They're going to find him. It's just going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's up with that one. And as you know, anything new breaks with that. The only other thing with that case that we probably ought to mention is that uh, the 911 call from Moab was finally released. Yes. And it turns out that Chris from the 911 call did say that Brian was hitting Gabby. But then by the time he talked to the officer and wrote down his statement. Now, there's a really weird thing here because the Moab police are indicating that when you call in there, you call the county and then they dispatch the police for the the town that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So the county indicated that there were two different people that called in. Mm-hmm. These statements are both by someone named Chris. And mm. there's a question about whether there's actually two Chris's because their statements don't match. Chris on mm. the phone said that Brian was slapping Gabby, took her phone from her and got in the car and tried to leave her. The other Chris said that Gabby was punching Chris or, or punching Brian's arm. Uh, yeah. And so it's a really weird question here about, uh, you know, who really did make these calls 
and what really happened? Because we know that in the webcam footage, you hear the officer on the phone with one of the Chris's right. kind of gaslighting him into saying, oh, yeah, well, maybe I didn't really see it very well. Maybe I don't know. Because he said, well, she they're saying that Gabby was hitting him. And he said, well, I saw him push or hit Gabby. Oh, well, maybe I, okay, well, maybe I didn't see it very well. But maybe what we have here are two people that saw two different moments in time in this yes. event. Because yeah. Gabby said she was hitting him after she was trying to get back in the van because he was trying to leave her. Yeah. But something happened prior to that. Yeah. yeah. Man's blaming cops. Yeah. That, there was a there was a whole lot of that on that video, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. That just to, to hear that uh, someone did in the 911 call say that Brian was slapping Gabby <sighs> makes that whole situation even more infuriating. But mm -hmm. but we don't have to hash that out for the whole show because then we'll have people coming in here telling us that uh you know that we support that domestic, domestic violence. violence. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, yikes on bikes. Yes. Gabby did leave out part of the story. Nikki says there was mm -hmm. an incident in a restaurant where Brian was hysterical and Gabby was distraught. And after that, she was never seen. I have not heard that. I haven't yeah. either. I did, do you know what your source is on that, Nikki? Can you give us a link? That must have been in Jackson, I'm assuming. Uh, could be. I don't know. I didn't know there was any footage of them in Jackson, but. I don't think it was footage. I think it was, it must have been an eyewitness. Mm. Okay. Part of the well, yeah, Nikki, if you know what the time. if you know what the source is for that, please drop us a link. That would be yeah, great. Yeah, I'd love to see it. There um, there's so, just so much. Oh God, so many people, so much info, and a uh, lot of misinformation out there. So much. This is crazy. We're trying desperately not to be oh, a part Fran of it. Oh, she sent it to us. Ah, awesome. thank you very much. Okay, Nikki said, "Oh yeah, she definitely. Oh, it was a girl from TikTok, but the video's on YouTube. Cool." We will check it out. Thank you so much, Fran and Nikki. See, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you being uh, on the ground reporters for us because <laughs> there's oh, none man, of the you guys. In the day. No, right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on. There, We have a few other things to cover. Uh, one of them being Faith Hedgepeth. We've yes. actually never covered Faith Hedgepeth. We were going to. I spent a week researching Faith's case about, I don't know, four months ago. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I bailed on it because it's already been reported on so much. And there's a, some conflicting info out there that has cre created a ton of contention. And I just didn't feel like I had a really good grasp on what was real and what wasn't. And so I, we bailed on it at the last minute and didn't report on it for that reason. That's right. um, cowardice on my part. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, there has been an arrest in Faith Hedgepeth's murder. So Faith was a 19-year-old college student. And she, uh, Chapel Hill, and she was murdered on September 7th, 2012. She was beat to death in her friend's uh, off-campus dorm room. And there's a lot of stories about the people she was with and their friends and all their drama and all these things. And, you know, that kind of muddied all the waters, I think. But they ended up arresting just a few days ago a man who uh, is a Guatemalan immigrant. 
He would have also been in 1819 at the time. His name is Miguel Enrique Soguero Oliveras. And it is a really interesting thing. He got in trouble not too long ago for drunk driving. And they uh, ended up with his DNA in the system because of that. And were able to match it up to DNA from the crime scene. So their neighbor did an interview and she was is really shocked by that because she said when that happened, he would have only been in the country for about two years and did not speak any English at all. And she was really surprised to hear he would have been anywhere around college girls and even girls in general and out uh, and about. But at any rate, uh, it, this is the DNA for the win kind of case. So we'll see how it plays out, but he is in custody and he has been charged with first degree murder. So really happy for her parents that uh, they're getting some closure. Yeah, I, me too. Really We're too. always happy to see some, some closure happen. Yeah. And, and fairly quickly in that one, honestly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, as we know in these MMIW cases so frequently, yeah. Nothing really ever happens. So anyway, very grateful to see that there's movement there. All right. Wanted to, and we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. And he has pled not guilty, by the way. And he won't be back in court until October. But okay. So moving forward, wanted to put a little spotlight on the Summer Wells case. Yeah. There's no, yeah, he's been charged, Melissa. He's been charged with first-degree murder. Yep. So they've got some damn good evidence. It's that DNA, you yeah. know. It's that Can't DNA. Deny it. All right, Summer Wells. You guys probably know this case. Summer is a precious little girl. Went missing from Tennessee here three months ago. Yes, and yeah. First, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of searching for Summer. And then it kind of started to drop off. And at this point right now, um, nothing is happening. Uh, authorities are still searching for her, but there is just nothing to go on at this point. Uh, Summer is five years old. She's absolutely precious. Absolutely precious. From that, a lot of dirty laundry came out about their family. Uh, one uh, interesting fact is that her aunt, her mother's sister, went missing in 2009 and has never been found. Yeah. And now here we are with Summer. The FBI said that they have sorted through 1,200 leads with, or tips with no leads at all. So there's nothing new in Summer's case. I just want to keep it alive. So I'm throwing it out there that... Uh, mm -hmm. Let's keep thinking about that case. Let's keep the pressure on. Let's keep asking. Let's keep, uh, you know, paying attention to it so that it doesn't just go by the wayside because sure. that's where, where it's headed at this point. And it, you know, it had a huge amount of attention at the very beginning. And, you know, you, you sort of get to a point where, you know, they're just following up on leads, but there's just nothing um, yeah. else to go on at this point. So that's just really, that's really sad. Yeah, really sad. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on Summer. We're just not going to let that case go away. 
for know, sure. We'll, we'll keep reporting on it. We'll keep uh, tagging it. You know, anything you can do. If you ever see a story about it, make sure that you like, comment, share. Not ours, but yes, ours, but anyone else's. You know that we just keep it rising to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JR, sure. we did hit 4,000 subs today on YouTube. Thank you so yeah, much. Mm-hmm. We knew last night we'd hit it today because we were really close. So yeah. I literally was up at 3.30 this morning because <laughs> I have an old lady bladder. Yeah, and I'm refreshing it going, have we hit it yet? Oh, we're two away. We got up this morning. We were one away. And then, boom, shakalaka, we made it. So yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. We're just growing like crazy right now. We're growing we like really crazy are. over on our podcast too. So, oh my goodness, our podcast has gone really big. Yeah, it's yeah. so exciting. So, and honestly, we have you guys to thank for that. You guys, we appreciate you very, very, very much. Yeah. So, I think, is there anything else that we missed? Mm-hmm. I think that was all the big stuff, right? Yeah. No, I want to talk about the murders in St. Louis right yes and then I do have a treat I promised a video of my pigs (laughs) and I have one I made Scott to do tricks with them so that I could share a video so I'll we'll do that last so okay yes we have to talk about St. Louis so a TikToker uh this morning that I saw went live and said that there are people there is someone shooting black women in St. Louis and my friends she is not wrong in the last week 10 women have either been shot and shot and or killed in St. Louis and nine of them are black. A lot of them are sex workers. Some of them are being robbed and assaulted, but most of them aren't. They're just being shot. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, The police are connecting some of the cases together not all of them. And so, you know, what was being implied today is that there's a serial killer killing black women in uh, St. Louis. And, and it's not that that's, we haven't ruled that out yet, but the police are not sure. Um, but something Mike is really going yes, on. So. My gut says right? yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, literally they're just being shot on the street and just, you know, many of them have just been shot on the street, laying on the sidewalk, bleeding out when the police are called. Yeah. That kind of thing. And and it's just, it's just, even for St. Louis, it's way out of character. And so there's some real worry here. Um, the police, according to the news articles that I've read, the police are aware of it. Um, of course, a lot of people don't feel like they're doing enough, especially because we're talking about black sex workers. And unfortunately, they are frequently treated as not human, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous bullshit. But they're we're going to keep in population. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to keep a real close eye on this. We'll probably do a full episode on it next week. But I wanted to give you um, just a heads up about it, something we need to be keeping our eyes on and, um, you know, just being more aware of in order to do what we can to put pressure on the police to be keeping an eye out. They did actually put an alert out, a citywide alert, particularly to sex workers, that that there is someone uh shooting sex workers. Some of them have been shot with non-fatal injuries. Not all of them have died, which is interesting. But Well, sure, because they're just buzzing past. Right. Yeah. But they don't have, they have no suspects at this point. So let's keep, uh, are they being shot in a manner similar to a sniper or more in close range? I think it's in more close range. 
-hmm. but there's not a lot of information. This is, you know, a week old kind of information. Um, And so I'm going to keep my eyes on this. We're going to keep talking about it. I want to do a full episode on it, talk to you about each of the individual people who were killed and kind of what the scenario was around them. But something's up in St. Louis. And so we want to keep a close eye on that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And one update in our case this week about Daniel Robinson. You guys might remember uh, we reported on Daniel earlier in the week. He's the geologist that has gone missing in Arizona. And one of the things that his family was asking is for people to sign their petition to try to put some pressure on the police to open a criminal investigation because of some very suspicious circumstances surrounding his death. Well, when we published our episode, they were at not quite 10,000 signatures on their petition. Mm-hmm. And they are now at nearly 40,000 signatures on their petition. And that's not yeah. our doing, but it is everyone's doing in sharing yes. this case. And that is wonderful. They're catching some major steam. It's really exciting. And so, yeah, actually, no, they're over 40,000 now. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Good. Maybe we're going to finally get those police to do something. Yes. So if you haven't signed, I did put a link in the chat room if you're interested in uh, reading up on that situation and go sign it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Very good stuff. So, yeah, it's been a really, really wild, busy week. We also know that Yellowstone uh, has recovered multiple bodies this week. Uh, No Mm -hmm. murders, suicides and uh, missing people that, uh, you know succumb to animals or circumstances like that but I drowned drowned. yeah it's been quite quite the week so honestly sending our love out to everyone who's been affected by violence or death or just uh chaos this week because last two weeks felt like yes we have been in quite the tornado yeah we really really have so let's hope and send you know the energy out that things are going to settle down. Yeah. We just don't want to see so much violence. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, as John Stewart would say for your moment of Zen, <laughs> I'll share a pig, a video of, uh, uh, wow. A video of the piggies. How about a video of the piggies? That'd be great. I just had to upload it. Cause I forgot. So it's coming. I promise. We're oh, okay. I thought, I'm like any moment it's going to play. Any minute now. You should do this any minute now. I forgot to upload it. It's one minute, so it won't take long. Okay, here no. we go. So this is my husband, Scott, trying to get them to dance. But you'll notice that Zig was really uh, naughty about it. So the black piggy is our little sow. That's Fiona. And the spotted pig is Ziggy. He is our male. Keep going. 
Come on. Come on. No, keep turning. This isn't a good video. Come on. Should have had her out climbing up on the barrel. Oh, then. <laughs> and there you go. That's Zig and Fiona, and they uh, were being pretty stubborn about dancing for their dad. Those pigs can actually put on quite a show. They dance really good, but he was sitting down. That was the key. Uh, you have to stand up. For some reason, they it's like these pigs, one of them's left-handed and one of them's right-handed. <laughs> one of them can only turn one direction, and the other one can only turn the other direction. <laughs> so, I don't know why, but anyway. Really crazy. Yep. Uh, no leads in the uh, Moab killings. No, no, no leads. However, I am working on some research um, and I will have an update with a little bit more information because there's not a lot, but I have uh, gotten to a place where I can get a little bit more info. So we'll be doing an update on that in a while. Yeah. Right, William. Who knew you'd come to a crime show and get to see some funny pigs. I know. You know, that's only what True Crime Paranormal is always about. We, we got to give you a little comedy in with the we serious too, stuff. Right? We, too, are straight chaos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Me, too, Nikki. Those girls deserve justice. Yes, they yeah. do. Well, we have lots coming up this weekend. So tomorrow we do have at 7 p.m. or no, 8 p.m., sorry, Mountain Time, we have the Psychic Hour. I will have a pop-up for you on Friday. Christy will have a pop-up for you on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, I have spirit school. And so mm -hmm. I am going to come and do a teaching on spirit school. We're going to be talking about doing readings with witches runes. So nice. I read for you guys last mm -hmm. week with witches runes. This week, I'm going to teach you how to make your own and how to do readings with them. You know, since it is the fall equinox today. Right. It surely is. So it is time. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. So that's what we have going on for the rest of the week. And patrons, if you are a patron, there will be something coming on in uh, something coming out in Patreon by the end of tomorrow. Yep, we have a, a really interesting case for you guys. We sure do. Uh, the the king of all uh, trophies, trophy takers. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So. Anyway, watch for that if you're a patron. If you're not a patron and you want to get a couple of extra episodes a month from us, go over to True or go over to Patreon, sorry, and look for True Crime Paranormal. And you can sign up to be a patron. It's super cheap and it does help us a little bit. We appreciate it. It certainly uh, does, yeah. Just keep the lights on around here, as they say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, come be a patron. Yeah. Definitely. All righty, guys. Well, that's what we've got. So have a good night. Take good care of yourselves, please. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Bye, guys.